All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Veer. He's another musician that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hi, guys. My name is Veer Mulraj, and I'm a music composer, producer, and a mix engineer from Mumbai, India. Excellent. Um, so give me a bit of detail about you know how you first got into music. When did you first kind of connect with it? And what about it you know inspired you to want to participate in music? So the thing was that uh, during school days, I would always sing in the school annual functions. And that time I, I wanted to become a singer uh, when I grew up. But then what happened, if you knew sometime around 2006, 2007, we used to have this site called cooltoad.com. So from there, I used to download karaoke tracks to sing along to. So the person who used to make the tracks, that time we had Orkut. So I found him on Orkut and I was really eager to know that what exactly goes into making these kind of karaoke tracks of all these film songs that I used to be singing the Bollywood tracks. So he offered to teach me and I used to go to Bangalore to uh, learn. So I used to go over there only during my school holidays. So I used to go there once my exams got over. I used to stay there for three to four days and I used to learn with him in his studio. I used to come back, practice for six months and then again go back. And this kept on going on from 2008 to 2013 or so. And in 2013, the True School of Music opened in uh, South Bombay, where I stay. So over there, they were offering a much more advanced course on music production. So I went over there to pursue my music production. And 2013 to 15, I did my course. And then in 2017, I renovated my bedroom into a home studio. Okay, so you kind of mentioned there that you started with an interest in singing and then developed that into production. Uh, did you ever uh, learn any instruments or uh, spend any time trying to figure that out? Yes, I learned while I was in school because since I was doing this uh, thing in Bangalore, I had to learn keyboard to know the basics of music production because without learning keyboard, I cannot understand the scales and chords and I wouldn't be able to even make the karaoke track. Sure, so definitely. I learned the basics of keyboard. I learned the basics of keyboard in 2009 till about 2011. Then once I graduated from my college in 2012, I did an internship at a radio station called 92.7 Big FM. Over there, I actually learned, you know, how do you cut voiceovers for radio? How do you edit the vocals? Like that time they were using Nuendo. So how would you uh, edit all your vocals? How would you create jingles and backing tracks for radio? So I've learned everything over there. How to record voiceover artists, how to operate on the mixer. So all these things I had learned over there. Excellent. And so since you, you know, spent a lot of time in the educational environment, uh, learning how to do the technical side of it, how do you feel about, you know, your approach to the creative side of it, making your own music and, you know, uh, putting that stuff out there? So that is a very interesting point because uh, one person who I met from the industry, I used to make karaoke tracks and he had told me that if you want to get known and if uh, you know, like uh, you want to start putting out uh, your own work, then you have to start creating your own music and not something else that somebody else has already created because 
what is a karaoke track it is just it is just let's say a film song let's say an adele track okay let's say adele hello i'm playing the same chords that the original person has played i'm not putting in my own creativity in my own music i can do whatever i want i can change the key i can change the scale i can like you know i can just experiment and i can just let my creativity flow without having any restrictions sure so do you feel that uh, all the technical knowledge that you gained kind of uh, helped you in your own creative endeavors completely it did a lot in fact like i learned so much that now i know that what to break and what not to break because the thing is when i started uh, learning about mixing mastering i used to learn a lot i used to read a lot on these youtube videos and over there they had a lot of all these uh, introductions you know that you and they had all these kind of gimmicky rules that you shouldn't be boosting more than 3 to 4 db on an eq or you don't need to compress everything or and i was like okay so i tried that but then what i did was i just started experimenting by seeing other videos and i started pushing things a little bit harder to see what sound i can get and what i noticed was that once i actually go above and beyond the said quote unquote rules i can get a lot more excitement from my music than i would have if then i would have got if i would have just followed those rules Sure, absolutely. So, uh where do you think that kind of led you? Uh obviously you have your own production uh studio that you're working with, but uh are you yes. also uh producing your own uh music and publishing that yes. as well? Yes, yes, yes. So, it's the the uh, studio that I'm working with is my own home studio. It's called VM Studios. So, over here I not only create music for my own self, but I also create cover songs for clients or I create original music for clients or like you know if they want to do a voice over recording or if they have a jingle to do so i get all that i provide all those services basically excellent so do you have a bunch of clients that come into your studio or do you do it mostly yes. online okay uh so give me a bit of detail about that so i once my studio opened in 2017 i listed myself on google because google is free so most of the business that comes to me people find me on google and they come to me through that and the other people obviously come to me through referrals word of mouth or maybe they see some of my music on instagram and they contact me so that's how i uh, get uh, my clientele okay and then how do you kind of envision your approach to your own music and your own creativity uh do you see yourself as a solo musician or do you want to work with other musicians and do like live shows and things like that I would love to work with other musicians like I am open to doing both because like when when I'm a solo even though I am a solo person as the producer like I can my primary instrument is keyboard so if I would want a guitarist then I would I would I, then I would call a guitarist to play on my song or if I would want a drummer I would call a drummer to play on my song like if I want another vocalist which I usually do is that I make other people sing for my tracks so it's not only me who's working on the song but it is also the other two three people or three four people who i'm involving who are equally dis- uh, according distributing to the song okay uh but that is that all like internet collaboration kind of stuff or do you uh do that in an effort to like get a full lineup for a band so you can start playing gigs no i don't have an effort and I, i don't have a lineup for a band kind of thing because i would like to mostly do studio work okay sure um so how 
uh, often would you say that you publish a song or a, a collection of songs uh, since you do focus mainly on studio? Well, it uh, depends. Like my last song that was published on uh, Spotify, that was on um, 5th of August. And before that, I had done it last year in uh, December. So like maybe you can say like in three, four months, one song, because like, you know, I I can publish songs every month but i don't want to do it just for the heck of it you know like once i know that i have a good song even if it takes one or two months i rather publish the song once or twice in a month that people will like rather than keep on posting music that people might not like sure definitely and you can't release too often or else people you know they'll kind of just glaze over it you know because i don't want to just because if i'm uploading a like let's say if i'm uploading a song on spotify i want to be sure that i myself like the song before i can release it to the world sure definitely so uh do you have a specific like group name or creative name that you release your material under or is it just under your name under my name Okay. Um, so why don't you uh, tell me a bit about, you know, the type of music and the style of music that you're making? Obviously, you're doing it, uh, you know, collaboratively with a bunch of musicians, but, you know, what's kind of your artistic vision for it? So I mainly make pop rock tracks and, you know, they are mainly like the slow love ballad type of songs because I feel that that is where my emotion of making the song comes out the best. Like, I can make a dance track and I can make something of hip hop. But that kind of feel that I would get in a pop song in uh, like, you know, let's say in a song between uh, 80 to 85 BPM, like maybe I would not get that kind of uh, feel in a fast tempo track that I'm trying to make. Of course, I will make it if I have to. But uh, I feel that my best work comes out in these pop rock songs. Um, so with all of the time you spent in music education and everything, and then also making music in a collaborative setting, what are some of your memories that stand out to you the most and keep you motivated? So, of course, uh, while I'm making the music, I'm also on my phone. I'm even writing the lyrics for the song. So like... You know, sometimes if I get a good lyric, like, you know, I'll write maybe three, four lines and I'll try to hum the melody. If I like it, then great. If I don't, then I start over from scratch. And I've, sometimes either I will write the lyrics first or sometimes I'll make the tune first. But uh, most of the times it just happens, uh, like, you know, in, it just happens organically. And I don't really feel that I need to, like, break the two separately because it's all going into one motion as well. So my more, my amazing memories of uh, those, of course, like, you know, it's all about working with the artist that, you know, that if the artist is good and if your song is good, then whatever memories have been made during that song are going to last you a lifetime. Definitely. So you would kind of say that, uh, you know, every song you've done kind of contributes to all of your memories as a whole kind of thing. Yes, yes. All right. So uh, what are some of the social media links where people can find your studio or find your work and, you know, follow you? So, yeah. So Instagram, uh, Facebook and YouTube for all my music. And I also send you my Spotify. So if you want to find my studio, you can find it on my Facebook page, which I'll send it to you. And also on my Instagram handle, which I'll send you as well. And for my music, you can contact me on 
you you can follow me either on Spotify, you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Awesome. So I always like to give the person that I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So just a message that you feel you resonate with that you want to put out there. You cannot create magic twice. So if you feel that whatever you have made and in that moment it is sounding good to you, I feel that according to your first instinct, you should always go with what sounds best. Because if you come, of course, you have to take breaks and you have to try and come back the next day and evaluate. But, you know, like if you try to recreate that magic the next time when you come back at your desk that you had the first initial vision, I don't think you'll be able to get it. Because as I said, you cannot create magic twice and moments like these are the ones that you will actually remember.